Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you this week to answer a question that I think everyone should be asking with some regularity, and that is, do you know what your money is doing? You've worked very hard to build your investment capital. Uh, it's possible that you've also maybe even inherited some funds from a family member or some other loved one who also worked very hard to build that nest egg and has entrusted it to you for long-term value. You've chosen to invest some of that, I would guess, in multifamily. Well, do you know how that's doing? What we're going to talk about this week is what we think you should know about what your money is up to, when you should know it, and what to do about it if it's not quite up to par in terms of what you want to know. As always, if you have questions, feel free to shoot me an email, pat at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And do not forget to swing by the Learning Center at marapoling.com. Lots of great content there. A brand new webinar series for the balance of 22. We'll be launching some additional content later this year, some new downloads, some handy guides, and a few other items. So uh, keep abreast of that by swinging by occasionally. And with that, let's dive in. So one of the things that uh, Bill and I, when we founded Mara Polling, thought was a real opportunity and a need in this particular industry, in multifamily syndications, was communication, transparency, reporting. Uh, our background uh, working for the very large publicly traded, highly regulated clients we had worked for previously, in which transparency was a legal, statutory, and in some instances, uh, potentially uh, criminal uh, activity that if you didn't report correctly and accurately, you could find some serious consequences. We thought that this industry could uh, benefit from some improvements in those areas. And so we've always worked diligently to make sure that our clients, to the best of our ability, know what's going on with their funds. What we want to walk through today is what we think you should know about any investment that you've made in multifamily, when you should know it, the frequency of that communication, and if none of that is happening the way you want it to, what you should do about it. Now, this is not just for those of you that are investors passively in syndications. Clearly, it does apply to you. This also applies to those of you that are building your own portfolio, as you should consider yourself not only the manager of the asset and the lead investor, but you should also consider yourself essentially a customer, a client, and make sure that you're getting the reporting you need because it comes from somewhere. Uh, and while I, for example, generate reports and information that I share with our clients, I don't actually make that information. That information comes from other places. And so as, 
an individual investor with your own portfolio, you should be creating your own reporting information for yourself. And for those of you that have not yet made a decision as to how to participate in multifamily, this is an area that you might look at and that could help you possibly in making a decision as to which is the right place to start your multifamily real estate investing journey. All right. So what should you know? Well, we think it breaks down into three basic categories. And obviously, there's an enormous amount of information that somebody could have just dumped on them. We think it makes sense to look at things uh, in three specific areas. And the first would be the performance of the asset. And if you're invested in a fund like our total return fund, uh, we're not only talking about the performance of the overall portfolio, but each individual asset as well. And so for individual assets, we think one of the most critical factors for long-term success is the health of net operating income. What's the NOI? Where has it been? Where is it going? What's driving it? What's happening with rents? What's happening with occupancy? Those items that drive that net rental income line. NOI, and in particular, NOI growth is the primary driver in cash performance. And along with market conditions is the driver in valuations, which is ultimately what creates equity growth. So understanding how the asset is performing today, both in a factual standalone manner. So for example, it's generating $50,000 a month in net operating income or 75,000, just that raw number, but also from a comparison standpoint, what was it last quarter? What was it a year ago? Where is it relative to what we are currently targeting as an objective to achieve? And where is it relative to what the original plan was for the asset? Now, that last one, the longer tenured an asset is, the less valuable that becomes. It's interesting, but four years after we've purchased an asset, uh, we could be significantly overperforming or underperforming where we are relative to performa. And while that's of interest, the real issue becomes, well, how is it doing right now against the plans we had? If we were overperforming, what's our plan to continue in that direction? If we're underperforming, what's our plan to correct that and begin to move in a more positive direction? Those are the items we would look to compare it to. So that's the first piece that we would recommend that you have knowledge of, that you understand what's going on with the asset itself. Next would be how your investment is performing. So this is similar to, and obviously tied to the asset performance, but this is more unique to your particular situation. What's the cash performance that you're experiencing? What's the equity growth that you're experiencing? Uh, is there any information currently available on taxes? Uh, certainly once a year that becomes very apparent, but throughout the year, is there any update along those fronts? And this really takes two forms. One is sort of a general overall performance, right? So there might be some feedback that says, 
uh, cash performance this quarter was 6% on an annualized basis or 8%, whatever it was. Is that the actual cash performance that you experienced, right? Might it be different for different classes of investors? And it might even be different for individual investors. Uh, as again, I mentioned our total return fund. Our fund is a fund in which members can join uh, at different times and have joined at different times and can add to their accounts at various times as well. And each of those dollars uh, may experience a different cash return in some specific period based on how the overall asset is performing. So understanding not just how the investment is performing in total for everyone that's an investor, but how's my actual investment performing? What's my cash yield? What am I getting? Uh, what equity growth am I experiencing and what might be going on from a tax standpoint? So those two items, we think, paint a really healthy picture. How's the asset doing quantitatively? And how am I doing? What's my investment doing? The third item we think that's appropriate to discuss are risk. So what's going on with the asset and with the investment world right now that potentially poses risks. It's great to talk about opportunities and certainly in asset performance, those items are going to come up. But specifically, what's afoot right now that might be causing issues? Currently, we've had an increase in interest rates. As interest rates have increased, we've seen an increase in the cost of funds for new assets. We've seen a decrease in some of the uh, proceeds available when we're putting debt on a new asset. We've also seen some movement on cap rates. All of that impacts the performance of the asset in terms of net operating income and ultimately the cash that it can generate, but also in the equity growth and the valuation of the assets. So understanding that when COVID first began, and the decision was made across the country to essentially shut down the economy, what did that mean? What factors were impacting multifamily? And what actually happened? During that time frame, you would expect and should expect a higher frequency of communication helping understand what's actually going on in that particular position. And as I said, not only for a syndicated investment, I think any of you that are passive investors in a syndication are probably nodding your head about, yes, those are things I'm interested in. I would also include those of you that have your own assets. Uh, if you're not on a regular basis putting together a summary of your assets performance, if you're not looking at how your individual investment is performing on a regular basis, if you're not assessing on a regular basis the risks that are currently present, then I'd encourage you that that might be something you want to take a look at that would help you feel more comfortable about what your investment dollars are doing. Now, question number two, when should you know all this? Well, we think ultimately the answer is you should know when you want to know. You should know frequently enough that you sleep well at night knowing what's going on with your money, not necessarily being happy about it, right? We talked about risks. When COVID first began, 
there was a lot of concern about what was actually going to happen in this space. I hope that didn't cause anyone sleepless nights. We think there are fewer and hopefully no sleepless nights if you actually know what's going on as opposed to being kept in the dark. And so that transparency, that frequency of reporting, we think is really important. I'll share with you the frequency that we apply and we're always looking for ways to improve. We're certainly open to that feedback and we receive feedback from our clients as to the frequency of communications. Ultimately, we wanna make sure clients know as often as they wanna know what's going on with their money. So it starts obviously at a very high level with an annual report, sort of a state of the union of the overall investment. This is generally done for us around the same time frame that we issue K-1s and the annual tax documents, but that's, that's such a bare minimum. The real meat of the matter happens on a quarterly basis. When we generate a quarterly report that not only talks about the performance of the overall portfolio that an investor might be in, but about each individual asset and how those assets are performing in the areas that we just discussed. We also host a regular webinar a few weeks after the quarterly reports are issued in which all of our members participate, uh, either live or via recording. And we answer questions about what's going on, much the same way that you might see a quarterly conference call for a publicly traded company. In addition to that, we do a monthly update, a very quick summary of what's going on at each of the assets once a month, in particular highlighting any significant either achievements or risks that may have surfaced during that time frame. And most importantly, and many of our clients take advantage of this opportunity, we offer frequent calls, live interactions, with the decision makers. We don't have an investor relations department. Now, if you're an investor with a fund or in an individual syndication with a larger syndicator and they have an investor relations department, that's great. That can be a wonderful source of information. We also believe that it's important if you have questions to be able to ask the individuals that are making the decisions about what happens with your money not because you're going to be able to change their mind. It's simply so that you can better understand what the thinking was behind the decisions that either have been made or that are in the process of being made. And so that entire chain goes from a frequency, as I said, of annually uh, to quarterly to monthly and for anyone that has a need beyond that or some unique piece of information to uh, calls that are readily set up for live interactions. Uh, when I say calls, it includes uh, web sessions and other sorts of activities. Uh, so as you can see, we strongly advocate that the frequency of you knowing all of the things that we described uh, is up to you and you should determine what that is and be able to uh, pick and choose from a menu of those opportunities. So the final question I posed was, so what do you do about it? What if you are not receiving that 
uh, level of communication today or the frequency of communication? What if those are not consistent with what you want? Set aside what I just described. Hopefully what I went through maybe gave you some thoughts or at least uh, began a, a mental process in your own uh, mind of what would make sense for reporting and transparency and communication. Well, if you're not getting what you want, then you should ask. If you are an investor in a syndication, pick up the phone or send off a note and ask about greater transparency. Make sure that you're actually getting all the reports that are available today. It is possible. It has certainly happened in our world where I'll have individuals that will ask for an update. And when I direct them to the materials that we already provide, they're grateful and say, thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. So it's possible that there's reporting available to you that you're simply not accessing today. And a call or an email might help you access that. If in fact that material doesn't exist, uh, making a request for that is certainly a very reasonable one. It is possible, again, if you're invested with an extremely large organization, that the ability to tailor something more to you or to be flexible uh, would be more challenging. Uh, and that might color your decision about how you invest in the future. It's still very appropriate to ask. Now, if you're building your own portfolio, then it's just asking yourself, which then might move towards the property management firm that you're using, the accounting uh, firm or accounting tools that you're using. If you're looking for information that doesn't readily exist today, then looking at how you might be able to generate that kind of reporting uh, could be very valuable, not just to you, but in particular, if you're building a portfolio that you're looking potentially to sell to exit at some point in time, having that information can be extremely valuable so that you're in a position to demonstrate to a prospective buyer the value that they're actually purchasing. So there's a lot of information that we think you should know about your money, how the assets are performing that your money purchased, and how your individual investment is performing along with the potential issues that might be on the rise that need to be addressed or that are being addressed. And that you should know that when you want to know it, not just based solely on some uh, predetermined schedule, but that there should be some ability for you to not only take advantage of that, but gain additional information when you want to. And if you're not getting those things, that might be something that's a priority for you to begin to ask for. I hope this has helped you as you think about your multifamily real estate investing portfolio. If it has, fantastic. If you'd like to learn more about multifamily real estate investing, again, I direct you to the Learning Center, uh, both the multifamily real estate channel where we have copies of all the content we've ever provided, as well as uh, the webinar schedule, which has the ability for you to register for upcoming live sessions. I would encourage you to register for upcoming webinars, even if you know you are not going to be able to participate live. 
You'll be among the first to receive copies of the content as well as recordings of the sessions if you are registered. Again, I hope you found this week's session valuable. If you have any questions, pat at marapolling.com. And please join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Polling.